This is the EMG Podcast Spotlight Interview with your host, Mike Salpal. I'm sure you know the old adage of describing someone as a character, you know, like an almost larger than life person who loves to ham it up. Around here, that person is definitely my lead singer and frontman for Cityscape, Remy Martin. And yes, that's his real name. Perhaps it was divine fate, though, because like the liquor, Remy has a way of loosening people up and striking an instant familiarity with perfect strangers. Remy is a multi-talented performer and individual. Off the stage, he is a hardworking and highly intelligent guy who is currently a doctoral candidate at St. John's University. On the stage, he is a dynamic performer and killer singer. Seriously, if you haven't heard him sing, you are missing out. In this interview, we talk about his journey to the mic and cover how a kid from a small town in Long Island sang his way to a stage at the White House. We talk about his upbringing, outlook on entertainment, and what makes him tick. He also introduces me to my new favorite word, uh, raggedy. You'll have to listen to check that one out. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the smoothness of Remy Martin. I see you grooving. Oh, you know. You like that tune. You know, just a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have the distinguished honor of sitting here this evening with my lead singer, Mr. Remy Martin. Hey, y'all. What's up? Remy, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm chilling. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us here on the Spotlight interview. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of things. Full disclosure for the audience: I had a, a little oral surgery this morning, which is oh. like the worst thing for a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I might be slurring a little bit, but you know that's why we'll work it out. So we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of things. We're gonna talk about um, who you are and, and hopefully give people a little insight into that, and then our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always like to start with this question. By now, the audience knows what that is. Who is Remy Martin in a soundbite for the beautiful people? Ooh, Remy Martin is as fine as his name sounds. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's cool. He's all right. All right. <laughs> to start. That's it. He's cool. That's it. In a soundbite. Right. He's cool. He's cool. He vibes. He can go into he can go into different circles and just, you know, make it happen. How many times do people go, oh, are you the alcoholic beverage? On a regular basis. Yeah. No, like at least 15 times in a day. Did your parents know that? Oh, yeah. And they just did it anyway. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just have to go for it in life. And I can't, I couldn't be anybody else but Remy Martin. Do you like Remy Martin? I love it. I and I, I was terrified that I would not like it the right. first time I tried it. Right, right. So I was pleasantly surprised. All right. Very yeah. good. Yeah. So um, Remy is the lead singer for Cityscape in the Park Avenue Horns, mm-hmm. my band. I've asked him to come here. Uh, Remy and I have become very good friends, uh, you know, outside of the band. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch of topics that we've never really discussed that I thought could be a lot of fun here to, you know, ask you, and we'll get into it. I'm nervous. So tell us a little bit about your background in music, how you got into singing. Okay. Well, uh, interesting, love. A lot of people, they ask me, oh, well, have you been singing your whole life? You know, I grew up in church, but I sang not a lick at all until I was in 11th grade in high school. 
I feel like that's late. That's quite late, actually. Right. I was for a long time terrified to sing, and I only started doing it more because people said, "Hey, you sound great," and I didn't believe it. But I just said, "Hey, why don't you just try it?" Um, and a little bit of the perfectionist in me just made me continue to work at it, and my hobby turned out to be a really great one. What made you start? Uh, one of my good friends happened to hear me humming in the bathroom when I moved away to a new school district uh, in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, my friends, we're like auditioning for a musical. We're doing Damn Yankees. Very white, but, you know, fine. And, <laughs> you know, they were like, just audition. And I, I was like, oh, I wasn't going to do it. I never, uh, was never in a show. I didn't sing like that. Why mm-hmm. would I do that? I went in and auditioned with Happy Birthday, and they everybody's jaw dropped. And they just looked at me like, Oh my God, what did you just do? I think this kid can sing. And I was like, I just sang happy birthday because my friend told me to come and do it after school's mm-hmm. over. But and then I wound up getting us like a not a lead role, but it was like supporting actor. And then it just kicked off from there. And that was that. That was that. Now you're off to the race. Didn't look back. So uh okay, fine. Did you other than being in the church, mm-hmm. what kind of role did music play in your home life? Uh well, Long time ago, my mom, she was actually in a singing group with a cousin of hers and a friend. And they were not that great. But she enjoyed it. Um, And she never told me about that. But she wound up disclosing it to me, showing me a couple of videos that she found after she saw my interest in singing and said, hey, this is what we do. And by the way, your cousins have a group. And oh, all of your grandparents, uh, their siblings all play different instruments and this and that and that and that. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you tell me these things? When How old were you when you found this out? Uh, 15. No, get out of town. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was late bloomer, late bloomer. All right, but it runs in the family. Yeah, apparently it does. Yeah, right. Yeah. All yeah. right, so then uh, how do you pivot from you know, a high schooler who can sing into, like, what's going on when you decide, okay, I'm going to go off to college? Because I know, you know, you got very involved in the music scene there. So what what happened there? Well, after uh, I had auditioned for that first show, I wound up moving out of that school district back into the school district I grew up in. Uh, and now that I had found this new talent that I just wanted to engage in, I started to, like, watch a lot of videos and I started to see, you know, other singers that I always enjoyed. But now I started to try and emulate how they mm-hmm. performed, how they did different things. And then I got, I caught the bug. I just wanted to keep going. So by the time what I could, singers were influencing hmm, you there? Hmm, many, often gospel, gospel and soul, are like the two like really heart wrenching things that mm-hmm. like really connect with me the most. Um, so I had really connected with Yolanda Adams, believe it or not, and um, this other guy. His name is Daryl Coley, very crazy vocalist in the gospel scene. Also, um, Aretha Franklin. She was a big one. Mm-hmm. And then, believe it or not, I really enjoyed Michael Jackson, even though I didn't want to sound like him, but I just liked how he performed. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple of people that really like were fundamental to me. But when I started singing back in my new school district, it was more choral, like that Ave Maria, that kind of style. And that actually gave me all of the foundation of the skill sets that I have with technique. Mm. And that helped me to translate into what I enjoyed, which Did was you ever take a vocal song. lesson? No. Never. Never. Not once. Interesting. Always in school. Always in school. My teacher was phenomenal. He was like beyond belief. With so that, right. So that was it. You go to public school or private school? Public. Public. Mm-hmm. So you go to college, right? You go to yeah. St. John's University out in St. Queens. John's. Tell us how you get involved in the, uh, well, wait a minute. Wait, I'm, let's. Let's reset because I'm getting I'm <laughs> Whole new the world. oral surgery is just like <laughs> <laughs> um, what what kind of kid were you? Let's go let's go back first. 
I was a wild child. Explain. But wild in secret because I being I first of all I'm an only child. I have a, uh, three step siblings, which are basically my siblings. So mm-hmm. I don't take the step part, but. Uh, I got very good at entertaining myself and uh, learning how to kind of craft who I wanted to be with people. Um, so I had this whole, let's even rewind it more, I'm a Gemini, so I'm naturally two-sided. So I got very good at allowing my devilish side to function underneath the veil of my angel side. Um, and that's literally <laughs> how I navigated through my whole entire life. <laughs> I think I need an example. <laughs> Well, okay, so mom, hopefully uh, when you listen to this podcast, you won't be mad at me, but uh, she used to work night shifts often. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, This is like high school or like younger? This is like middle school okay. through high school. Okay. Uh, so, you know, she would go to work. Of course, I, you know, I came home, I had all my great grades, did the dishes, did everything, oh, cleaned my room even, and then 11 o'clock rolled around and she left and I was out the door at 1110 going to party. That's it. Yeah. Ow. 13-year-old me, who the fuck did I think I was? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> um, good student? Oh, oh, excellent student. Yeah. High on a roll consistently. I still are. In fact, you're a doctoral candidate. I am. Which I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know why the hell you're doing that. Because they're paying for it. Fair. Um, <laughs> all right. So a little bit of wild child. Okay. Fast forward. Yeah. Uh, well, wait. Let me go back. Your parents are split up. Correct. Been split up since you're a kid. Yeah. So Young. yeah, my parents separated when I was seven. Was that hard on you? Uh, yeah, it was really strange. So also interesting story, Dad. If you're listening, stepmom. If you're listening, well, get ready. So <laughs> uh, my stepmother is actually best friends with my dad. This might be a whole other story that might not be ready oh. for the podcast. But you know, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, my they separated. It was weird, but you know, I saw my dad regularly. You know, weekends that kind of thing, and I was always around my stepmom who. I was around even when my parents were together since I was maybe six months old. So mm-hmm. her, her children, I was always familiar with them. They were always in my life. And, uh, Scandalous. Yo, very, very. Mm, they denied though. So What's fine. your uh, parents' relationship today? Um, they're cordial. They don't really communicate with each other. Don't need to. But if they have to, they will. Mm-hmm. You know. Fair. Yeah, they're alive. They don't kill each other. Does that so. bother you? Not really. No. Kind of what you've always known. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of always been that way. It's always been me and mom, you know, all the way throughout. And then me and dad have had our own relationship. It was weird. But then it got better as I got older. And then it was still weird. But we just make it work. It's like almost like our relationship now is the weird thing, but it's fine. That's a whole thing. Huh? It's, a, it's, it's a whole thing. All right. So let's go to college now. You I go like to that. college. Talk to me about how uh, music starts to play a role here. Well, uh, so I went to college because I initially thought I was going to be a medical student. Mm-hmm. So pre-med major, toxicology, but worst decision in my life, but that's fine. I finished it. Um, I was in a science lab and uh, I met one of my really good friends. Her name was Adora. And we were partners by chance because our teacher was 45 minutes late. And of course, me, I say whatever's on my mind. So I happened to make a loud comment like, well, who is this guy? Why is he not here? You're wasting my time. She laughed. We became partners. And then um, she was like, hey, do you sing? Yeah. And that was. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, um, I sing. But I didn't tell you anything about that. So how would you know that? She's like. Something tells me that you like gospel music. Now I'm getting scared because I don't know who the hell she is and why is she just like reading into me so deeply? You think it was just because you were a black dude? 
Probably. Yeah, right. But, okay. But and it was weird, too, because, I mean, she was African-American. It was just like, she just kind of saw through it. But then I realized as our relationship grew, she has this, like, weird connection with God where it's like, or, you know, sorry for all those different religions out there. But this was her choice. And, you know, she was very uh, intuitive with things. She just knew, you know, certain mm-hmm. things. I don't know where we never met. I've never said anything to her before. Mm-hmm. She was like, hey, you should uh, join my gospel choir. They're having additions. And I did. And it was great. And that was that. And that was what I had. Now, a few years later, mm-hmm. now, uh, hold on. Let's let's give some light on the gospel choir here. Yes. Shine it. The Voices of Victory Correct. is a phenomenal gospel choir. They're quite good. Okay. Yeah, they're really good. Mm-hmm. And you're the best singer in the Voices of Victory. Oh, now, you are. I've seen it. Um. I guess what, maybe two, three years into your run there? I'm not even sure. Yeah. This is pretty much like an all black choir. Just about. Okay. So, about two, three years into your run, mm-hmm. this little white girl comes <laughs> into the choir who's got a, a very um, soulful voice. Yes, yes. And yes. it would turn out to be my future fiance. Yes. And uh, I was actually in on her edition. I specifically was in the room and looked at her and I was like, You have soul. And I told Nigel, I was like, You better take her. She's great. He listens to what I say. Sometimes. Wow. Isn't yeah. it funny how life turns out? Yeah. So, you yeah. put her in. Yeah. I start coming out now to listen to the group, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I, I had known you, and I was always uh, uh, an admirer of yours. Oh. But maybe the first or second time that I came out to like your semi-annual concerts or uh-huh, whatever, uh-huh. I wasn't in a position to like do anything other than say, "Wow, this kid can really sing." Yeah. Um, and then I had a band, and we were going to start to do corporate events and weddings. And I had a lead mm. singer, and things weren't working out. And I mm. said, well, I, "Yeah, I wonder if I can get this kid." So. I'll, it was like a Christmas concert, and you yeah. sang. What was your your big solo? Uh, I think it was probably "Oh the Lamb." Yeah, "Oh the." I knew it was something with a lamb. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I took a like a six minute long video, and I sent it to Carlio, and I was like, "This is the guy." Mm. Um, and I I walked right up to you afterward, and knowing who you are now, and knowing how direct I am, and how direct you are, it, you probably appreciated this. But yeah. this is the point where I I mostly lose people. Mm-hmm. I came up, and I'm like, "Hey." I need you. I got a band. I got a this. I got a that. <laughs> what was your impression when I did that? Well, you know, I think it was even actually you contacted me not only then, but you also hit me with FaceTime. And I was like, I hit uh, you with a FaceTime? Oh, yeah. That's bullshit. In the middle of the day, I was like, mm, I'm at work, but I'll take it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and I answered the phone. I'm like, huh. This guy is really serious about what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. He's not playing any games. I think that direct nature is what actually drew me in because mm-hmm. i don't like to deal with people if they seem like they're kind of running the mill they're not really sure what's going on i don't why waste time you know we don't have it we never gain the time we lose so mm-hmm. let's invest it in things that make sense um so hearing that call i always like the idea of making good money and having a good time so why not let's do it did you ever because i think that there is a certain uh level of ego mm. in our industry yeah when I when another musician approaches me and says I'm a musician, I instant look. They could be Mick Jagger, but yeah. I instantly I'm like mm, they're not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but all musicians do that. They're like mm, yeah, they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> when I did that, did that, did that ever enter your head? Like um, that you're terrible. Yeah. Like what would you have done? Because now you're friends with my fiance at this point, who's not well, my fiance yet. But like, what if we weren't good? 
if you weren't good, I would have literally told you I have no time to do this. I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm ve- I'm very blunt to the point where it's almost like, ooh, wow, is he rude? But I always do it with a smile. I tell people I'm rude, but with a smile, I will always help you to be better if I can. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll just head out the door. <laughs> but because see, interesting enough, a lot of times people that have that like that personality where they're just going for what they need to do and they're passionate about it and they come with the fact and they're organized, they're usually not associated with raggedy people that aren't good. Raggedy. Oh, raggedy. I like that. That's one of my favorite words. We need to more. That's going to be a sound drop. Raggedy Ooh. people. Hey, I rags. like that. Raggedy. Um, all right. So now you join the band, right? Yeah. You come out to Jersey. Terrified. You grew up in Long Island, mm-hmm. right? Far out on Long Island. So Quite. You're, you're coming to Jersey. What's mm-hmm. that like? What's that experience like for you? Well, let's go through the first day. I had my first experience driving over the George Washington Bridge by myself into New Jersey. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. I was <laughs> terrified. And it was also in the middle rush hour traffic. So it was about two and a half hours. Uh, so the whole time I'm anxious because I feel like I'm going to be late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, by the time I'm driving through, I get there. I'm like, oh, God, these people are like, there's a whole equipment setting up. There's lights. They're in this little Italian restaurant on the side. Like, what is? what are we doing? Like, what am I doing here? Am I, am I able to continue? Am I like, what? Am I ready for this? Wait, did we throw, oh, we threw you on a gig? On a showcase. That was my first performance with you. Before rehearsal? Yeah. In That's ballsy. Twin Door Tavern. That's ballsy. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 It was interesting. I think we might have had maybe one or two vocal rehearsals. Because I think I remember Carleo. He was, he was, he would call me. He said, hey, hey, man, you know, it's, you want to get together? We're going to. Is that what Carleo sounds like to you? Yeah. That's yeah. What, how he sounds in my head. Even when he's like regular. It's just that voice. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> I play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's fun? I think I have a video of that. Yeah. And you know, here's how I remember that now. Uh oh. Because you showed up and I had hired some kid to come and film it because we want I wanted some like live yeah. footage, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh you wore a sweater. Do <laughs> you remember right. this? And it I pulled right. you to the side and I was like, Hey, hey, we don't wear sweaters. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to be different. Yeah, I was like, No, <laughs> no, you put a jacket on. <laughs> I'm going to put that video up on... I'll uh, do that. I probably yeah. had a bow tie, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that up so the people can see that. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so you came in, and you, you, we got you at the right moment, because uh, we had started to book a few weddings, and mm-hmm. then our male singer just, he flaked, and he was yeah. just gone. Yeah. Um, so you stepped in, and... Raggedy. And it was a, a crisis moment, because we had to tell clients, I wouldn't just show up with you. I, I wanted to tell clients that like, Hey, just so you know, yeah. you know, who you saw live and who you saw on the videos, right. not there. Stark difference. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, not only from a look perspective from, but vocally, you guys mm. were very different. Oh, wow, thanks. That wasn't a compliment. Oh, well, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just took that. I, just, I was just saying you were different. You were like, yes, thank you. I know I'm so much better. Um, well, no, uh, but he had a higher register. Right. You right. have a lower, right? Different. It's totally yeah. different. So um, I, I thought it was an upgrade. Now you could say thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, but some clients just weren't ready for new or, yeah. or unfamiliar, yeah. I'll say. So, yeah. so most clients said, yeah, no problem. You know, we shot some video. That's why actually I had that video uh, of you in the sweater because yeah. I had to yeah. show people. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. You definitely told me that. Um, but we had a few clients really, really, really hard to mm-hmm. sell them on the idea of like, look, I promise you this right. is going to be good. And I was in a tough spot because he quit. So you had it, wasn't like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like I fired him and it, it was my responsibility. I mean, he just quit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to play the hand I was dealt. 
Um, anyway, fast forward, we end up playing that wedding of the clients mm. that was difficult. And, you know, they come up at the end of the night. They're like, you were right, Remy. It was yeah. so good. And I I'm gave like, them a little extra sauce on that night. A little extra, yeah. And it's I said, I know. <laughs> I said, I told you so. You're right. Um, so now you're in the band. You're a full member. Uh, we just celebrated an anniversary of yes. you in the band. Uh, you're not going anywhere. No, no I'm trying to figure it. out how to like lock you up into further elements of Elegant Music Group. Mm, how's how's cool. your experience been so far? Honestly, it's been so unique in so many different ways. You just being uh, working with individuals that are just genuine. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of times where you work in different places, you do different things, and people do you just surface surface level mm-hmm. they like to you know how's your day oh it's cloudy out oh it's so hot oh great but you know i like to dig a little bit deeper yeah. you know what i mean because that's what, how you actually have meaningful relationships that's how you get to another place you know what i mean none of this nonsense on the top that's good you, you know you know it's funny um a few episodes that have come out before this one um i was talking with tommy and brian and we and we tommy. were yeah we were talking about um are like who we are as individuals and our personalities right. back and forth, whatever. Right. Um, it, and, and it's really funny that Tommy and I, I think, are innately the same. We have the same core, mm. but we present very differently initially. Um, True. Brian was talking about how he didn't like me at first. I can Be- see that. Yeah. Um, I think you and I like each other very much because we're very similar True. in that it's just like mm-hmm. quick. And I'm not a surface guy. I like going deep. Mm. But sometimes in the that makes me yeah. kind of brash. You know? <laughs> yeah, that can see that scares some people. You have a problem with that too? Um, at first, I would say because I didn't really know you know you well. Not with was, me. Not with me. I mean like with you. Do, do you find with yourself? Oh, that, regularly. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. See, but I've... I've mastered the art, so so I've been told, and so I think, mm-hmm. that uh, I can be very direct with people, but make them feel good about themselves in that same moment. Yeah, like the, the, the mind bomb. Yeah, like yeah. the people that are just very, like, you know, sometimes people, they try and say, oh, I'm going to be the next top thing. I'm the best singer in the world. And, like, I actually have a couple of vocal students at this point that have actually, they started out saying, I just want you to tell me these couple things because I'm already amazing. And I had to tell him, listen, okay, so you're saying these things right, but you're saying these other things very wrong, but here's what you can do to make yourself better. You're not where you think you are, mm-hmm. but you will get there. You're not that great. Smile. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it Fair. Yeah. Got to be honest with people. If you're not, then what's the point? Why can't people be honest? Because we live in a world of lies. Wait, better question. Why is it that when you are honest, all of a sudden you're the uh, the abrasive guy? Because honesty doesn't make people feel good. Mm. Sometimes the honesty is that you're a piece of crap, <laughs> but you wish that you were flowers, but you're not. Right. So, you know. But you're going to help people. You're going to fertilize. Yeah. You're going to fertilize. You fertilize. You got to <laughs> plant the shit that you are to make yourself into the flower. Whoa. Imagery. Done. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um... <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about your relationship with Sammy. Okay. (gasps) Yeah. So what's going on with that? You know, you guys have such a good like energy. You just mesh. Yeah. And that was not by my design. I can't take credit for that. I just saw two very talented vocalists. Yeah. uh, And you guys have a chemistry that I can't sort of describe. Yeah. I feel like... There are certain elements of us both that, like, 
elements of her bring out like the gushy in me and then elements of me bring out like the bush in her. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just a, such a different experience like when we're actually singing together because th- we've gotten to the point now, like of course it's with practice and other things like yeah, that, yeah. but just that natural intuition where like there are certain moments where I know if the song is getting a little too crazy, like I'll pick up and then if the song's getting too crazy for her, like I'll take it on. Like we help each other if we're confused, what's happening. We have this silent communication that just happens within a split second that nobody in the audience realizes, but then we know exactly what's happening all the time. Have you ever had that with anybody else? Singing, no. Yeah, it's weird. Not huh? even, not even close. And you know what I mean. But there's also like we've had such a great amount of time together, and we allow ourselves to be honest about like where our flaws are, and like we also like we raise each other up. Like she's such a mama bear, like, and it's so great. You know what I mean? Oh, like, she's definitely the mama bear. I tell her all yeah. the time she's an old Italian lady oh my in training. God, I love it. And that big, yeah. big Bertha, that bag is just full of magic. Yeah, she brings like snacks for us and stuff. Snacks and brownies and cookies and like you know sometimes when it's just too hot, she just spray for me. It's crazy. <laughs> Wait, what's this spray? You know, so you, we have like a little set spray, like you spray it on your face and it just cools you off. It stops my sweating. We just discovered it two weeks ago. Best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, nobody told me about that. Well, you know, mm-hmm. frontline. Sorry. Ooh. Yikes. Ouch. Yikes. So uh, so you have this relationship with her. Yeah. It's interesting because you guys are on the, okay, on the surface, if you're looking yeah. at the two of you, you're yeah. yin and yang. Right. Right. Literally. You grew up in a black gospel church. Mm-hmm. She's about as white. If you look up the <laughs> definition of white, Sammy is there. She's like this super high soprano type. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know if that's right, but she, to yeah. me, she seems like she's got a high voice. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You've got this low, soulful voice, but it just it works. It does. It's weird. Like you, you, I couldn't have orchestrated this any better mm-hmm. if I had like drew it up, you know, in a playbook right. somewhere. But that's because it was meant to be. Sometimes the things that just happen and fall into place is because they were supposed to happen. You just I feel that way about the band a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's not by accident. No, well, no, no, it's not. It was a lot of hard work. I, I believe that just because things are meant to be, don't mean it isn't going to be easy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, true. It's Interesting. Tough. It's crazy. Yeah, but I'm so happy. I wouldn't want to sing with anybody else but Sammy. And when we have to, it's not going to lie, a little disappointing. But you know, we get through it because at the end of the day, the show must go on. Yeah, you guys get like giddy when you see each other. Oh my God, because she's just so awesome. That's why I can't. You would be surprised how we'll just be sitting and like I'll look at her and we'll just be talking and all of a sudden we just start cracking up. Like, what's funny? Yeah. We don't even know. We're just laughing at old stuff that happened or something. Who knows? Now, Carleo and I have, Mike and I have a a different relationship, very similar. We'll look at each other and we'll be (laughs) gazing into each other and we'll just start fighting about something. It's really a lovely thing. (laughs) It's really, really a lovely, lovely, lovely thing. I've seen that way too many times. I know. <laughs> so love it. By the way, I want to point out Mike, who is the the uh, the audio engineer on these things. He's the guy that makes all of this sound great. Mm-hmm, thank you. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in his chair next to us right now. Oh my god! Am I that boring? To I you? just woke him up. Jesus. But Unbe- get with, get your life, Mike. You and your lobsters. Jesus. Go. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, this is about me. What in your uh, past yeah. has shaped you into being that sort of like uh, super type A, organized, detailed? Like, yeah. talk to me a little bit about that. Um, I think that it predominantly started with realizing that if I don't do things for myself, it won't be done. So, me. That being said, like, I grew up as an only child, mm-hmm. right? 
um, mom's full full time worker, full time mom. You know, played both roles, had to make ends meet, etc. So if I was bored, I had to figure out how to entertain, entertain myself. You know, if I had a problem, sometimes I had to fix it on my own because you know when you have a parent that's working a lot, that's doing a lot of things, sometimes you got to work through some of your things. So I grew up faster. I feel like because of it, fending. Yeah, you know, I had to make it work because at the end of the day, I'm not going to just sit and be raggedy on my own in my room. I got get it together. You have things to do. And I had people that were placed in my life strategically um, by a higher power that really gave me the tools to be the successful person that I'm trying to be. I still got more work to do, but, you know, they let me know, hey, if you don't get out there and do what you need to do for you, the world's not stopping. You still go to church? I do. I sing at church too now. What's your denomination? It's Baptist Christian. Baptist. Whole town road. Can, can I go to church with you? You would not enjoy yourself. The music is quite bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought the music's supposed to be good. Mm. I want to go to like one of those. Yeah, there know? are a lot of those, but there's still people like bad. Mm. You know, just no like, good, huh? No. You religious person? I am religious esque. I definitely I choose to follow Christianity because a lot of the the elements and the teachings work for me. But then there are also some misconceptions that I feel like bore me and that don't make sense. You know? Can you give me yeah, an example? So like when people say, uh Christianity is the right way and everybody else is wrong. Well who the hell do you think you are? Like uh I had somebody specifically tell me in a church service once that Judaism Judaism was equivalent to praising Satan. Well, the whole end of the Torah is the whole f- Old Testament. So literally the ending of that is your beginning. So they've been there for a thousand years before you. Why are you right and they're wrong? Hmm, interesting because you're ignorant. Like you're just a dumb individual. If you can't actually make your make your point and make your argument without having to like shun somebody else out, like mm-hmm. it doesn't make it it doesn't make sense. You mm-hmm. should be able to have your light and make that its presence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no. People get me mad. <laughs> Dude, you, <laughs> you make me laugh just the way you phrase things. Yeah. we uh, Remy had never done a uh, escape room. Oh, and a few God. weeks ago we did one. And uh, he was, <laughs> toward the end, you know, the clock's ticking down. And I love escape rooms, you yeah. know. And the clock's ticking down. And every time we would, like, unleash a new clue, <laughs> Remy would go, ooh, bitch. <laughs> and I was, that, so, yeah. I've, so I've been walking around my house going, Ooh, bitch! You know, <laughs> it's a phrase that should be another job. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it should. It should be another job. Uh, it's exciting. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, when finding the clue? Yeah, finding yeah. like anything. Sometimes I did. You just sometimes you got to say bitch. Like you could say like regular words, but sometimes you just need that little ooh, in it. You know bitch. what I mean? Like ooh, bitch! Like it's like it's almost like I'm getting shocked at the same time, but it's also thrilling. It's like a mixture of adrenaline and like dopamine. Who knows what? <laughs> Too many things happening at once in the head. I love it. Um, what uh, about Cityscape mm-hmm. do you think is different? Different than from what? I don't know. Uh, uh, well, uh, everything. Hey, hey, <laughs> I asked the question. <laughs> Listen, I need to know. I need to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just the individuals, everybody in Cityscape is such a character that it doesn't make sense. And the fact that, yeah, that all of these, true. you know what I mean? Even the, the fact that all these characters come together and it just like works that so they're actually talented, dedicated people is amazing. I mean, you, Carleo, Sammy, everybody is just their own finite person, Adrian. Oh, God. Like, there's so many people that are just. Adrian. Like, is the sax player is just a oh my uh, god phenomenal a man guy, unto but, himself uh, love it carry 
character. He yeah. is. I love it. I Big love time. you all. You're amazing. Adrian, you're the best. If amazing. you hear me over there on tour, you're awesome. Yeah. But, you know, like, it just works. You know what I mean? And the fact that there's a commonality with our work ethic and... I think that that is the strongest element amongst us. So all of our other characteristics and everybody's just so open and just, you know, honest and happy with themselves. So then when we come together, it just makes the happiness much bigger. It's great. It's like a mosh pit. I mean, I don't even have anything to add to that. That was perfect. Good. I feel like I should switch. I've never done this before. I should switch to you. You interview me. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Mike, how was that four-year-old trip uh, back way back when, when you started to play instruments? Wait, what? Yeah, I shouldn't do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I thought we were going there for a minute, and then you just spiraled out of control. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> it is late. It's very late. We were just here filming some ridiculous, stupid oh, video. I love it, though. Yeah. Oh, it makes my heart smile. I know. <laughs> what do you want out of, out of life? Uh, what do I want out of life? To be able to... Do what I love, i.e. performing, i.e. helping people, teaching people amazing things, and being able to be taken care of. Like, I want to regu- have regular massages and be driven around everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I can have both things in life, I know I've made it. <laughs> oh, man. I, was, I thought you were just going to be like, emotional nourishment. You're yeah, like, no, man. I want a massage. <laughs> I love that. Talk to us a little bit. Uh, so we mentioned the PhD and you oh, said yes, teaching yes, yes. and learning. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about what you do outside of music. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of hats. Um, I think I really blame the Gemini in me for having many different interests and doing a lot of different things. But unlike Gemini, I make sure that I complete them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, like I said before, I tried the pre-med route. You know, I came into school. I was taking chemistry bio all these other annoying things i enjoyed it though i like science i like seeing how things work you know the human body is interesting to me you know the world how everything comes together i love it um but just i like it for fun not for have to i don't want to be forced to you know take te- ah, stop I, i'd rather go learn a new song you know mm-hmm. um but i did it anyway because i'm not a quitter i'm not a little bitch but you know i'm gonna make sure that i, I got through but around my junior year uh in this program I was in the chemistry lab, and in this particular lab, we had to take a hypodermic needle and put it into a rat's heart and inject blood out of it. So uh, I had a lot of terrified classmates. So when they went to go do it, one girl slipped and blood spewed out. Oh, it was great. The rat's unconscious, but it kind of woke up from the pain. Cause, Wait a minute. Know, the rat's alive during this? Oh, yeah. They just knock it out with gas. It's not a dead. You can't pull out blood if it's dead. There's no blood in the heart. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. You can you can inject a, a heart of a living thing? Correct. And it'd still be fine because it's a muscle at the end of the day. <laughs> 2019, <laughs> huh? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Well, it's science and it's been done for a long time, but you know. <laughs> Look, I'm a musician. I don't know. You I know? know, I know. All right, go well, on. Go on. So the girl pulls the needle out. It starts spewing out blood. The rat kind of wakes up. It's freaking out. And then it's in and out of consciousness. It was very, very tragic. It's too much for me. I couldn't do it. So Traumatizing. It was very traumatizing. So I go to take my turn because now we all have to do it to pass. And uh, I go in. I miss the right spot. So I got to take it out, put it back in. I, I mean, I tried four different times. Like I was trying to, you know, literally trying to draw mm-hmm. blood out of a living thing's heart. And I said to myself, you know. I'm done with this. <laughs> this is this is not what I should be doing 
at all. I love Kill it. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Kill everything. Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God dang. So uh, it was that moment where I said, this is not for me. But I was so far into the program, I couldn't just stop. I wasn't going to start a whole new program. I was going to St. John's. It's not cheap. St. John's, fix your tuition. It literally, <laughs> like, no, we can't do that. Right. So I completed the degree, but I wound up getting uh, put into a position with a few different people that um, kind of led me down the path of education. I'll give you this quick tidbit. I took a psychology class because I needed an elective. There's a, a, a little exam that you take where you fill out a questionnaire you're supposed to tell you about your personality and what you should do with the rest of your life. It comes up with like a six or nine digit code at the bottom, a mix of letters and numbers. So at the end of the class, the teacher goes, does anybody want to share? I did not want to share. I didn't like talking to people. Didn't want to do that. Believe it or not, I don't like people. i just very good at acting like it. <laughs> Interesting. That's a whole other conversation. That's the, you know, that's a great thing we want to say to our <laughs> clients, which is fantastic. But I love you all, clients. Thank you. <laughs> So I'm sitting at the class, you know, I'm minding my business, fine, whatever, right. you know. And uh, so a couple people give their responses and the teacher goes, hey, if you had, let's just say it was 9K276, you should be a teacher. And I look at the bottom of my paper and I had 9K276. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever, you know, it's a fluke, who cares? Then within a week, I was applying for a, r- a random job at St. John's outside from what I was already doing. And the guy asked me, hey, what do you, you want to do? And I tell him the whole medical, the rat. I tell, I tell the story often. And I say, you know, I mean, I kind of think about what I do in the spare time. And I, I like to teach people things. You know, I like to talk about stuff. I've done it a few times. He goes, oh, hey, wow, actually, I'm a part of this program that's, you know, in the School of Education and it's called Career Change and they can help you get all the stuff you would need to be mm-hmm. a teacher. And um, hey, just send me an email and I'll give you the information to the person that's running the program and I'll give a recommendation for you. Okay, sure. Let's do it. I investigated. Within a month and a half, I have a graduate assistantship that's paying for the degree. I get acceptance to the program with a below uh, required GPA because mm-hmm. toxicology was not easy, but I graduated. Thank you, Lord. And uh, I'm accepted into the program with literally three recommendations and barely an interview. What? This lets me know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Everything just fell into place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not by accident those things happen. So now you're on track. Yeah, now I'm on track. So that was I finished my undergraduate in a bachelor of science toxicology. I then went through master's program, a master's science in education. Mm-hmm. I'm a certified biology teacher, grade mm-hmm. seven to twelve right now. I'm not teaching yet. Uh, don't know if I'm going to, but you know, it's good to have it under my belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then while I'm in this program, they tell me, hey, you know, one of my teachers, she saw a report I wrote on uh, my thesis, and she goes, you know the department is actually making a new major, a new PhD program, and it kind of aligns with what you were writing about in your thesis. You should apply. Okay. Uh, The GA people tell me, hey, we're going to continue to pay for your degree if you want to get another one. Do it. Sure. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say anything else. Sign me up. I apply for the program, accept it, write in, and it's been amazing ever since. And that's it? That's it. It's a lot of reading, though. It's a little tiring, but I like it. Yeah, I I'm so happy I never have to go to school again. Uh, yeah, I'm trying uh, to take the summer break. I'm so Lord. happy. God, let's trade. Yeah, you're a you're a super intelligent dude, and I think wow, that thanks. catches people off guard because you don't talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, often, often. Yeah, people tell me, hey, what are you? You're getting a PhD? It's in music. Like, actually, it's in science education. Right. Oh. Okay, that's awesome. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I threw you off there. Take, catch your breath. It's what fine. do you like better, science or music? 
Oh, man, I think they're one, really. My whole thesis and dissertation and everything is going to be centered around how music and science can be one and how what the science is behind music. Interesting. So there i like them both equally but all right i fair. guess music is a little bit more hey you know what i want to talk about which we haven't gotten to what you sang at the white house oh yeah i did do that what's the story with that so uh, a part of my awesome experience at my public high school um the choir there we went to the white house with obama hey bama bama hey um and <laughs> is that a, was that a song that's for like the my catchphrase president yeah that you? if i like so okay whole thing we go to the white house it's christmas time uh, they asked us to sing the 12 days of Christmas. I was the 11th day of Christmas. Love it. Um, <laughs> so we're sitting in the West, the West Wing. And, you know, we have a little thing. Everybody's coming through. Obama is literally upstairs packing for Hawaii. And we want, like, Obama, come downstairs. Literally. You hear so us. you didn't know if he was going to come down or not? Did not even know. Okay. Literally. Okay. So he's packing, whatever. We're getting ourselves together. 11th day comes in. Tell me why. Out of the corner of this beautiful brown eye, I see, I see that suit walk down the edge of the stairs and that beautiful little dog, you know, I don't remember the name of the dog, but the black dog they had, you know, it's like fluffy. No, it's just no. not the name of it. But oh, I, I, don't, I can't remember it. Anyway, we'll yeah, look yeah, it up yeah. later. All right. And yeah. Okay. And I, I, I lose it, but I'm, I'm a pro performer. I'm not going to stop and mess up. So I made sure that 11th day was the best one that had ever existed. And did he come life. down and say, well, Fired up, we're ready to go. That's <laughs> no. my Obama. He literally came down, peaked, and walked right back upstairs. But it's fine. I still was great. Did you meet him? Sadly, no. No, I just huh? got to see him. You know, he did look at me. He heard me sing, so I can still say, I sang for Obama. Wow, that's good. Love we it. have a clip of that. You do? I'm going to put that up on elegantmusicgroup.com slash show clip. Hey. No. What? The, Mike, what the hell is the thing? Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. I'm I like sorry. That. I got this oral surgery. It's like 1130 <laughs> at night. I'm lip swelling and stuff. Jeez. I'm hurting, dude. That's okay. You're making it through. You're pushing. I'm making it through. Mm -hmm. So let's recap. Okay. No, let's not recap. Let me ask you one more question. Ooh. Where are you in five years? Ooh. Wow. I did think about this before. Five years from now, uh, making more money. Um, finished with hey, hey, you know how you do that? <laughs> Stop going to school, dude. <laughs> it's enough. You got a master's, you know? Are you kidding me? No, literally the PhD is going to give me way more money. Stop. <laughs> Whoever told you that was lying. Go on. So, yeah, I will have finished my uh, dissertation at that point. Mm -hmm. I will be Dr. Remy Anton Martin, which has a ring to it. Dr. Martin, not Luther King, but Remy A. I like <laughs> it. Cool. So, and, you know, I'll be performing more. Cityscape will be flying around the world. I want to do a wedding in Germany. I want to do a wedding in Australia. If we, you, if We're going to do it. Come on now. I see this. We're going to the Caribbean. I Oh, yes. Anguilla. Yes. Anguilla. Yes, sir. With Carleo's socks. I love it. I no, 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 no. Yeah. We're on a beach. There are no socks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, do you find socks. Should I fire Carleo? Because the dude, Ooh. we say, okay, all black. We're all black. It'll be great. Right. Dude shows up in teal socks. Hey, <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> well, figuring uh, out he's the music director and literally almighty. writes all the scores, probably not a good idea. And that's that true. he's here in the room. Mm. <laughs> so that's where you are in five years. Yeah. Oh, and also just like having fun and just chilling. And you going to use that school. teaching thing? You going to teach? It all depends. I might teach adjunct at St. John's because I'm still going to work in performing arts there So, because they're, they're good to me. See, you know how I'm going to gauge my success, right? Yes. I told you this over the weekend. Tell the people. Well, Mr. 
Mike Saul told me that when he knows he's made it is when I don't have to use any of my degrees and I'm working full time at EMG. That's right. I'm here for you. You're coming into the office. Let's baby. make it happen. I'm expensive though. I'm not a cheap bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Mr. Remy Martin. Look, Rem, before you get out of here, um, there is a little section that uh, I call Quick questions. Will you play with me? Oh, I got you. All right, here we go. You ready? Ready. Fired up and ready to go. We're fired up and we're ready to go. I'm working on that, and I should get it sometime before, you know, the the (laughs) next four presidents come in. Here we go. What's your weapon of choice? Ooh, knife. (laughs) Where would you want to retire? Ooh, Anguilla. mm, Good answer. Way to pander. Mm. Gold or silver? Gold always. What is your favorite sport to watch? Oh, I don't do that, but basketball. Mm. <laughs> Boxers or briefs? Briefs. Uh, do you have any pets? No, I don't have time for that. They die. What? What's your biggest fear? Ooh, spiders. Favorite color? Blue. Hardest thing in your life you ever had to do? <laughs> Make friends. Ooh, fair. <laughs> uh, do anything spontaneous lately? Oh no. <laughs> You're not a spontaneous guy. Oh, I cut somebody off on the highway. Yeah, dude, you got to stop getting <laughs> into car accidents. It's unreal. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Have you ever been in love? Yes, I have. Sad. That's another episode. We'll come back to uh, that. Please, please. What is success? Success is getting massages regularly and not driving yourself anywhere. <laughs> leader or follower? Always leader. Unless you're in Cityscape. Mm, yeah, or unless you're in a mm. predicament, like a situation when it's late at night. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, what makes you angry? Raggedy people. Raggedy people. And finally, if you were getting married tomorrow, what would your entertainment package look like? Ooh, it would definitely be band all the way. DJs could be cool, but I'm going to just go with the band. What band? Cityscape. No, y'all got to be, y'all got to just come and be my friends. Yeah. Dude. Jeez. I don't know. I this is the it. problem I'm having with my wedding. Jeez. El Ritmo. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That's yeah. Remy Martin, the alcoholic beverage and lead <laughs> singer of Cityscape. You've said it all. Yeah. Where can the people find you? Well, you can actually find me on Instagram at official Remy A. Martin, on Facebook as Remy Anton Martin, and, you know, just somewhere on your TV in a few years. I have a feeling. I love it. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. Peace. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at elegantmusicgroup.